If you ever thought about becoming a freelancer, but wondered if you could make it, you've come to the right place. This is Freelance Cannot Really Make It, the podcast where we talk about the ups and downs of being a self-employed freelancer, entrepreneur, whether you're a photographer like me, or a singer, songwriter, poet, artist, clothing designer, whatever the case may be, we discuss all the downs and things that we have to deal with as freelancers, but also the ups, the solution. Welcome. My name is Ahmed. I'm Creative Roberson. Let's get on with the show. What's up, everybody? Welcome back. Um, It's late in the afternoon, late in the evening, rather. And honestly, I wasn't planning on recording, but it's been a while for one, but I'm back. You know, little round of applause for your boy. I am back, but um, the reason why I'm recording late in the afternoon, late in the evening, well, before I get to that, I just want to say, please don't forget that if you are interested in advertising your business on this podcast, please reach out to me at Ahmed at Aroberson That's A-H-M-E-D at A-R-O-B-E-R-S-O-N-P-H-O-T-O com to discuss rates and how your advertisement will run. And with that being said, yeah, the reason why I'm recording late in the evening, I mean, I know you guys will hear this at noon on Tuesday today, <laughs> but the reason why I'm recording right now is because I was a little frustrated. I am dealing with a client and I am having a slight slight difficult, slightly difficult time educating my client. And what I mean is my client is, well, I'm not even going to say a hard time educating them because the truth is I feel like the client is acting like they don't know what's involved in this work that I'm doing. And by doing that, they are being very insulting, trying to say that the edits that they require on a given set of photos are minor edits and that it's really easy. And they're saying that because they've worked with me before they've seen my work, they like my work and they know I've been doing this, you know, nearly 18 years now. So what they consider to be easy to me is still an arduous task. It's still very easy very time consuming, especially if you want your photos to look perfect and natural and not just look like a blurred cell phone filter, but a natural edit to where if somebody was to look at it closely with a fine tooth comb that they wouldn't notice that the photo was edited. You know, they want that, but they are acting like the job itself is easy and therefore they shouldn't have to pay the rate that I'm asking for the work to be done. And although I'm using this platform to vent a little bit because I'm frustrated with the client right now, this is also for educational purposes. You know, this whole podcast is about educating those of you who are new to the freelance world, or even those of us who have been in the freelance world for a long time and are dealing with clients like I'm dealing with right now. Um, you have to educate your client. You have to, and you have to manage client expectations. So my clients expect 
great work for me. And I do my absolute very best to deliver great, <clears throat> excuse me, great work to them. And um, with the great work that I deliver, I also deliver great customer service. And in that great customer service, there are revisions allowed within reason uh, to the edits that I may do on their given photos. Well, I'm dealing with the client right now that I did the first set of photos and the initial offer that they gave me was really low. And I'm a little insulted by that because the client should have known better because we worked together before and they know what my rate is. And they were asking for a good amount of work for a very low price. When you did, when you do the math and the hours, all the time involved, uh, when it's all said and done, it's almost like I'm working for free. So then I submit the photos and the client comes back with a list of revisions. You know, I, I kind of expected it just a little bit, but I, well, you know what, let's be honest. I didn't even expect any revisions for this particular project because the way that they outlined what their needs were, I hit every bullet point and I saw, I left no room for error. I did the photos really good. Matter of fact, I did the photos so good that the client wrote a list of revisions that they wanted. But at the very top of that list, they said, I love the first set that you did and I may use them in other platforms, but going forward, I do have a list of revisions right then and there. The client knows that this is a completely new job. You know, this is not taking the photos that I just edited and just, Oh, you missed a spot here, fix this and fix that. This is a completely different edit now, but the client is acting like it's not. So when the client sends me this list, I'm telling them, Hey, I have no problems with the list that you're requesting, the, the, the edits that you require in addition to what I've already did, but it's just that these are in addition. This is not a revision. This is not me changing something that I already did or fixing a spot that I may have missed. You're asking for a completely different edit that is extremely time consuming. And if I were to do these edits at this point, it would be a loss unless you're going to have to pay a, to a totally different rate. Now, the client is, has hired me as a third party. Somebody asked the client to do some work. The client is not as, as versed as I am when it comes to Photoshop. So he outsourced the work to me, sends off the proofs to the client for approval. The client says they love them, sends back a list of what needs to be done. My client forwards the list to me without even looking at the revisions that his client was requiring that they were requesting. He sends me the list. I reply back, Hey, this is a lot of work. Very time, uh, very, uh, time consuming. Uh, it's an arduous task. It's going to take a while and it's going to cost more because if not, I'm going to lose money. Client replies, Oh, it's going to be easy. These are minor edits, this, that, and the other. I said, no, they're not. I said, these are cer certain specifics that they're asking for that takes a very long time to do if you want it to look natural to where we don't have to go back and forth with me doing these over and over and over again. The client then decides, let me look at what my client is asking for, and then we can go back and forth and talk about that later. Seconds later, the client replies 
I'm so sorry. I didn't see that she was asking for X, Y, Z. Please do what you can. As far as all these other things that she's asking for, don't waste your time. Now, it's upsetting to me because my client didn't take the time to read what his client was asking for and proceeded to, I will say, not necessarily intentionally, but insulting to me. He was he he he, he insulted me by saying, uh, yeah, these are minor. This is easy, man. Just go ahead and do it really quick. No, man, it's, it, it don't work that way. It does not work that way. Now, I I understand that we're in a time where a lot of people are using filters, phone filters, quick Photoshop filters, and Photoshop has some automatic features, but there is nothing, nothing like an individual human touch where you have to specifically go over every single nuance in a given photo or whatever part of freelancing it is in your life. You know what I mean? Think about it as if you're a clothing designer and you make a shirt or something for somebody and they're like, I like the shirt, but can you change this? They think you're just going to go in the back, get get on a sewing machine real quick, one, two, one, two, and it's done. No, you got to do all your measurements. You got to know where to cut, know where to fold, know where to re-sew it to where it doesn't look like it was just cut and stitched back together. You have to do it right to where they don't notice because if they do notice, then that becomes a second, third, and so on, so forth, however many more revisions that you have to do. So um, the client, you know, he didn't look at the list that she sent uh, for the edits that she required in addition to the edits that I did. But once he did see that, he was like, Oh man, I'm so sorry. You don't have to do this. Don't do that. Do what you can. And I'm like, okay, I don't mind. I'll do what I can. But that client should have taken the time to number one, look at what his client list was. Number two, he should have found out what his client was expecting from the giddy up before even reaching out to me. Number three, don't, downplay what I do when it's something that you can't do. You're outsourcing me for a reason. It's not because you're so slammed. I hate when they say that I'm so busy on other projects. If it wasn't for that, I'd do it myself. No, you wouldn't. No, you wouldn't. You know, because you're in business to make money. You're outsourcing me, which means you have to pay me money. So you're losing money by paying me money. But if you're in a business to make money, you would do it in-house to keep the money to yourself. So, don't try to downplay it and say, oh, I would do it myself, but I'm so slam. No, you're really not, man. You're really not. You're outsourcing me because you like the work that I did that I did for you before. You like the results that you got and you want that again. And I'm, I'm, I'm very appreciative. You know, I'm appreciative of the fact that you like my work enough to want to work with me again. But at the same token, you know what my work is and what my work is worth. This is no secret. This is not new. So knowing that you should have known that it would be insulting to say, oh, it's easy, this, that, and the other. If it was easy, regardless of how slammed you were, if it was easy, you would do it yourself because they're minor. But the fact is they're not. And you're trying to fast talk me and downplay it as if it is minor. And that's where the insult, that's where the insult comes into play. So for you, for those of you who are going through that or have not gone through it yet, the one of the first things you can do is learn how to manage client expectations. You know, the first thing my client should have did was like, okay, when I, when I do a project for somebody, 
whether it be photo editing or whether it be actual photos, I always ask them what their competitors' photos look like. Especially when I do like a lot of photos for Amazon retailers and stuff. They always, I mean, everything on Amazon is done 10 times over. And most clients that I come across want to best uh, any given client that's on there that's having success. If they're successful with these kind of photos, can you make my photos look better, even though I'm selling the same product? Not a problem. I will do my absolute best, but show me what your client has so I can make sure that I'm capable of giving you something that you may consider better. That's how you manage client expectations. You find out what they expect, what they want up front. So that way, when you do deliver your first set of photos, whether they be proofs or not, sometimes they're accepted on the first go around. But they, the only way that they can be accepted on the first go around is if you know what the client is expecting in the beginning. My client did not manage his client's expectations because he didn't know what she was looking for in regards to edits. So he sends me a list of edits. Can you do this? Just a minor edit here, a minor edit there. The client says these look good, but comes back with, can you do a little more here? Can you do a little bit more there? If you were to manage your client's expectations in the beginning, you would have known that they didn't want minor. And I've could have, I could have gone further in my edits initially. So that way, when I sent the proofs, they could have approved it. We would have been done with this project. You could have moved on to another client, made some more money. Then you could have turned around and hired me again to do the edits that you consider to be so easy. You know what I mean? But um, <laughs> uh, bad joke aside, um, yeah, you know, client management is key to your success. I know I talk about um, under promise, but over deliver great customer service, asking for notes in the email. And I'll go back to that in just a second asking for clients to email you so you can get good notes so you can have a reference point. And if your client changes their mind, you can say, no, you emailed me and said you wanted this specifically. Look at our emails. I didn't alter this email. This is what you said. This is what I delivered. You know, you want that, but you, you have to, you know, of course we all get excited about making the money because we're making money on our own. You know, that deserves a round of applause. We're out here making the money on our own. We're not making the money from a nine to five. And that's not to say that making money from a nine to five is easy. I'm not trying to be insulting to those who work a nine to five because I know people in my life that work a nine to five and they grind hard, man. Really hard. Oh, it's super bad, you know, but um, for us who have to get up and go get it every single day, it is extremely difficult. So, you, you have to manage your client expectation so that you can manage your time and you can manage other projects because your client is not familiar with all that's involved in what we do. A lot of times, I mean, I'm sure you may have heard it yourself. Oh man, you work from home or you work from self, work for yourself. Oh, you got it going on. You're a baller. You do this, you do that. You just chilling. Not, and they don't realize you work 10 times harder for yourself than you did for any nine to five that you ever worked. So if you don't manage your client expectations, they're thinking, they're thinking that you're just sitting around doing something really quick and that's it. You know, I have, I have a ton of clients that I work with and my ultimate goal when I get a new client is to always have them as a return client. 
I want to be their go-to photographer, go-to photo editor, go-to whatever they need me to do. And I make myself available to that as best I possibly can because a lot of clients that I work with, some clients are pretty big clients and they have short deadlines and they'll reach out to me in a panic and they need something. And thankfully for them, I'm here at the ready. Thankfully for me, I'm able to be here at the ready. But with that comes a premium. I charge for my customer service, but I also charge for my availability, not just my skill set, but my availability. And my higher level, I won't, I won't say high end, well, I guess my higher end clients understand that and they pay more because they get what they need when they need it because they are extremely busy people, extremely busy people. And they don't have time to go back and forth with somebody on a bunch of revisions or price negotiations. And that's not to say they just turn around and open up their wallet uh, blindfold themselves and say, take what you want. But I, I had a client that I used to work with, you know, and he said, your rate is fine. I don't care what you charge as long as you give me what I need because he was running a business and he needed some work done really fast and it had to be good. And he needed me at the ready whenever he would call. And this dude would reach out to me at all kinds of weird hours. And I was available for him when he needed me. And he absolutely didn't mind paying when he needed me to do some work. But again, that, that goes back to client ma uh, management and educating your client and educating yourself on your client to understand what their needs are going to be. So going back, saying that, you know, when I work with clients that uh, advertise on Amazon, sell on Amazon, I find out what it is their competitors are doing and let me see if I can match that or best that. But that way, I know what they're expecting. I'm not just sitting here freelancing, going going blindfolded, taking some pictures, sending them back and saying, is this it? Is this it? Because if not, you're going to be going back and forth forever. My client should have asked his client, show me a picture of somebody of your age with photo edits before and after if you can find them to give me an idea of what you're looking for so I can reach out to the right freelancer to give you that. Instead, he said, oh, just do this, just do that, do that. I did this. I did that. I did that. Sent it back. The client said, nice, but I want more. More is going to cost you just that more, you know, because uh, regardless of what you think, no matter how long I've been doing it, you think it's easy. It might be easy to me in comparison to you doing it, but that's because I've been doing this nearly 18 years, not just because it's easy. And even if it was easy. What? Because it's not easy. I'm not supposed to charge for it. So, OK, let's say everything that I do is super, super duper easy. It takes me seconds to do because of that. You think I shouldn't charge. So therefore, how am I supposed to pay my bills? How am I supposed to eat? How am I supposed to live? How am I supposed to put gas in my car or whatever the case may be? How am I supposed to do that if I'm only charging a little bit because it's easy? So in order for me to make a living, I have to do a crap ton of easy edits just to make the money add up. You know what I mean? I have to do more in volume just to get where I need to be in order to pay my bills because you think it's easy and therefore I shouldn't charge anything more. But I've said this before in another podcast. 
you should be paying me more because it's easy for me because what I'm doing is giving you your day back. I'm giving you your time back. Perfect example. You need some photos done. I tell you, oh man, it's going to take me two or three days. Reluctantly, you're like, fine. You pay me what what you think it's worth. And then you got to sit on your thumbs for two or three days until I get these photos back to you. Or I tell you, I can do these photos, but it's going to cost you X, Y, Z, but I'll have them ready for you in a couple of hours. Boom. You, you're, you don't want to pay it, but then you think about it. You do the math. How much money am I losing by paying him what he's charging up front, which may be a little bit more than other freelancers versus sitting there for three days, not making a single dollar waiting on these photos to be done. And then I have to wait and see if there, there, there might be revisions that may take another day or two, or you pay me. I get the work done, get it back to you in a couple of hours. You either approve it or you have revisions that I'll get done for you in the next couple of hours. You just got your two to three days back and now you're back in business making money again. You see what I'm saying? Don't don't downplay what we do because we're good at it. Don't penalize us for being good. Reward us for being good because us being good is a benefit to you more than you even realize. Is is more beneficial to you, not just getting good photos, but you get your day back. You know, oftentimes, at least for me, uh, and you know, it's other people that feel this way, I'm sure. When I used to work my nine to five sitting in an office, oh man, it seemed like the clock was ticking backwards. It, the day couldn't go by slow enough, man. It was like, Jesus, man, this day is taking forever, forever. Now, as I work freelance and I have a lot of deadlines to meet, I have a lot of work deadlines to meet. I have a whole lot of work to do, a lot of clients to deal with and other projects that I have going on. I don't just freelance. I have a lot of stuff going on throughout my day. There are not enough hours in the day, man. The day goes by super duper fast. I wake up early in the morning, wake up with the chickens. You know, I'm waking up super early trying to get my day started, get my day going. Before you know it, it's the end of the day. And I'm sitting here looking around lost like, where did the day go? Where did the day go? Because I'm super duper busy. If I'm super duper busy as a freelancer, how super duper busy are you as a retailer? So you really, you're willing to lose two or three days of making sales, shipping and doing whatever you have to do in order to save a couple of bucks because you don't want to pay me because you think what I'm doing is easy. Do you see how you're playing yourself? Well, it's the same thing with this client that I'm dealing with now. They may not think the work that I'm doing is worth what I'm trying to charge them, but I'm certain, I'm absolutely certain that they've gone to other freelancers and got subpar work. And now they're upset about it and they don't want to pay, but they're trying to sit there and try to downplay me, down talk me, fast talk me, slick talk me as if I'm new to the game. Just because you found a client or uh, just because you found a freelancer that'll do this type of work for you for five bucks doesn't mean that freelancers work for five bucks across the board. It absolutely does not work for that like that. I, I won't even sit at my desk for five bucks. I won't do a thing for five bucks unless it's like five bucks a minute. You know what I mean? There's no way, no way. But again, that's educating the client. And you know what? In this instance, in my particular instance that I'm talking about right now, it's not even about me having to educate the client because the client knows better. This client knows better. They're just trying to be slick. But 
I guess the education part, the educational part of it is me letting them know that you can't pull the wool over my eyes. You can't fast talk me. I don't care how fast you talk. I don't care what you say. I don't care if you say it's minor. It's easy. It's quick. You can say what you want. I know I'm the one that's sitting behind the desk doing this. You know, I may make it look easy. That's because I've been doing this for years. I've earned those stripes in order to do it to, uh, this way to make it look easy. But trust me, it's not. If it was, you either do it yourself or you'd find somebody much cheaper. But you're insistent on me doing the work. Why? Because you like my work. So therefore, you have to pay for it. You know, what's the saying? You buy cheap, you buy twice. You know, you pay cheap, you pay twice, something like that. Yeah. So, you know, and again, that's not like I'm super duper expensive because I'm not. I'm actually charging. I think I'm I'm cheaper than what I should be charging. But, you know, I try to I try to be flexible in meeting my clients needs because I got needs just like everybody else. We all got bills. That's why everybody on the planet works. Right. If not, we wouldn't work, <laughs> you know, regardless of how much we love what we do. We wouldn't work if we didn't have to. So I should be paid accordingly. And really quick, going back to the part I talked about, the email. Um, you know, always like, to, I always like my clients to email me to get notes. This particular client thinks it would be easier if we could just get on the phone and talk <sighs> my experience with that. Now, I mean, and, and this is not to say everybody's like that because everybody isn't, you know, but my experiences with this is anytime a client wants to get on and talk to you about something, they want to fast talk you about something. And try to tell you, oh, can you just do this real quick and this and that? You know, there's no need, especially in 2023, there's no need for us to be on the phone. And, and you, you can't even say, oh, you have to be on the phone when you're dealing with big projects. I've dealt with some big companies, you know. Shout out to me, man. I, you, know, I made it, you know, I made it to that point at least. Uh, I've worked with some big, some very huge companies, huge companies. Thankfully I've worked with some huge companies and some of these people I've been working with, you know, one-off jobs here and there freelancing over the years, years, at least five years worth of work with these clients. Right. I've never ever spoken to them on the phone or a zoom call or anything. Not once, not once. So it's not to say Let's not say that, oh, big clients, uh, they, they, they rather talk on the phone rather than email. No, no, that's not the case at all. In my experience, anytime somebody wanted to talk to me on the phone, they wanted to fast talk me and try to talk me into doing something that I already initially told them that I would not do via email. And I hate that, man. I hate that. Oh man. That is it's so insulting. It's so insulting. I hate that. Don't try to fast talk me just because I'm nice and all that. And, and I come off maybe passive in my emails and stuff. I'm still professional in my emails. When I do respond to you, I don't know where they get the idea that I'm a pushover in that, but I cannot stand a fast talker, man. Cannot stand it. Pisses me off. I'll just say it pisses me off, man. Makes me highly upset when people try to do that to me. So uh, I can tell this client is like, Oh, can you just do this real quick? And can you do no, no, you act like I won't tell you no over the phone, but now you got me upset. So now when I do the edits, they're not going to be as good as it were that, that, that they could have been when I was in a better mood, you know, God dog, that makes me so upset, makes me so upset. But 
the other part of that is I've said it before. Hopefully you heard it in a bo- another podcast. But if not, another reason why I always make sure that my clients um, email me is because I need it as a point of reference for two reasons. Number one, I'm working on multiple projects throughout the day. It's not just one. I'm always doing something. Either I'm working, working on something or looking for work. I'm always doing something all the way from sun up to sundown. It don't stop. So my mind is moving a mile a minute. It is going rapidly, rapidly, rapidly. So if we talk on the phone, there's a strong possibility that I'm going to forget a lot of key points that you needed me to take care of. So when I do these edits or whatever, these photos for you, if I forget something and I submit this photo to you, you're going to say, oh, that's cool. But you forgot X, Y, Z. Now I got to go back and redo the photo again. You know, that's taking my time. That's taking time from you. That's a loss for both of us. However, if you email me what you need as I'm working on other projects and then I get back and forth to yours, I can look at point number one, two, three, four, and so forth. And then I'll know what I need. It's a checklist. I need that checklist. So when you try to call me and fast talk me, I'm going to forget something. And then you want to hit me with some sob story or some reason why I should just, uh, go ahead and do this for you. You know, it's, it's, it's basically an aggressive sales pitch An aggressive, aggressive. Anything doesn't work on me at all. Please do not mistake when you see me online and I'm smiling all the time and happy faces and this, that, and the other and playing with Penny that I'm just all just, just big old teddy bear and this big old pushover. I'm one of the nicest people that you will ever meet until I'm not, you know what I mean? And Man, God, dog, man, this this client is is so upsetting to me. And I mean, hey, I thank y'all for listening, but you know, I'm sure y'all have gone, you guys have gone through this before, man. It is so insulting to me, such an insult. You know, don't downplay what I do when you're coming to me for what I do. You came to me for this because you cannot do it. You know, you want to keep your money in your pocket. So therefore you can do these edits yourself, but you can't. So you came to me to get it done again, which I'm thankful for, but don't try to downplay it like it's easy and that you would do it yourself, but you don't have the time because if it was easy, you would do it yourself regardless of whatever the timetable is. We all have time. We all have time before I was freelancing 100%. I was working a nine to five. Then I would come home and freelance and I had time to do my nine to five. I was never late, never called off. I come home. I did my freelancing, never took a day off. I haven't had a vacation in at least 10 years, man. It's ridiculous. At least, at least 10 years. I haven't had a vacation. And so I used to work a nine to five, sometimes with overtime, sit in traffic all day, come home, eat really quick start freelancing through the end of the night. And if I was dating somebody, she'd be over and I'd spend time with her too on top of all that getting done. So don't sit here and try to tell me that you don't have time or you would do it yourself because after you finish whatever grind that you were doing in your regular nine to five, when you got home, if these edits were easy, you would just jump on the computer and knock them out real quick. But you may have gotten there and tried to do them yourself. And you're like, Oh crap, this is a lot of work. So then you reach out to me with a low offer. I counter with a higher offer. We meet in the middle, but then you want this extra set of work talking about, oh, it's just an addition to what you already did. No, 
It's a completely different edit. And like I said, when he went back and looked at the client's notes, he's like, oh, I didn't know she wanted all that. Yeah. Yeah, she did. So, you know, take back your insult, man, and respect what I'm telling you. Respect the fact that we've worked together and respect the fact that you appreciate the work that I've done. And more importantly, you appreciate my honesty, my candor when I'm working with you, because I've never tried to pull a fast one on you. You know, I've always been upfront and honest with you, whatever, whatever I'm charging and whatever the work is involved. So don't try to downplay it. But anyway, had to get that off my chest because it's so upsetting, so upsetting. But anyway, I appreciate you guys listening. And if you want to do me a favor, if you've gained anything from this podcast episode, just pay it forward. Make somebody feel good. Smile at somebody. Hey, I'm not the only one having a bad day. Somebody else could be having a bad day. If somebody would have smiled at me right now, it'll probably make me feel a lot, whole lot better. You could do that for somebody else too. make somebody feel really good about themselves. That's all I ask. Oh, and that you share this with somebody. If you know somebody that's freelancing, getting into freelancing, whatever type of freelancing they're doing, it's all relative. I promise you it is. It's not just a uh, photo edit clients that try to get over or insult the work that you do because they don't understand. And I don't think that he was necessarily trying to be directly insulting. It's just insulting because he doesn't understand when I think he should understand. But either way, us freelancers, we have to deal with this type of stuff. But I'm here to help you make it. And again, if you know anybody trying to freelance out there dealing with the struggle, please send them my way. Let them listen to my podcast. Maybe it'll be helpful to them. Or if not, if you're all good in your freelancing world and life is grand, just smile, pay it forward, smile at somebody, make their life grand just the same. And until next time, this is Ahmed with Can I Really Make It? And the answer to that is yes, you can.